So are you like me? And I'll tell you how I am. I'm one of those people where when I first hear of an event like America Fest, I'll either buy tickets the very first time I hear about it, or I will wait until the very last minute possible. I will literally just like one day away, 24 hours away, sometimes even on the day of, and I'll say, okay, fine, I'll crack down, I'll bite the bullet, and I'll buy the tickets. So don't be like me. Uh, and if you haven't got your tickets yet for America Fest, go tpsa.com backslash AmFest, use promo code POSO, P-O-S-O, all caps. Come see me, Tucker, Candace Owens, Kaylee McEnany, Charlie Kirk, everyone who's going to be there is an entire who's who of the conservative movement. Plus, we're going to have top country artists playing, Brantley Gilbert, Lee Greenwood is going to come. You know what song he's going to do. God bless the USA. So use promo code POSO, P-O-S-O, tpusa.com backslash AMFest. And I'm told there's going to be some other interesting events going on while we were there. So hope to see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by TPUSA. Top stories today, a federal judge has blocked Biden's COVID vaccine mandate for contractors. Next, we're gonna talk about Tim Cook's secret Apple deal, $275 billion with who? The CCP. Next, the DA says Alec Baldwin is still under investigation. And finally, new documents. The Waukesha massacre suspect faces new charges in his previous SUV attack. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Well, a federal judge has just come out finally and blocked Biden's last remaining COVID vaccine mandate. This is from Daily Mail. The rule on contractors due to vast economic and political significance. Judges have already blocked mandates being imposed on businesses or healthcare workers. The judge, Stan Baker in Savannah, Georgia, said that requiring employees of federal contractors to be vaccinated was beyond Biden's remit. With the ruling, all three of Biden's broad vaccine mandates affecting the private sector have been put on hold by courts. Judges already issued a stay regarding one that applies to businesses with 100 or more employees and another for healthcare workers across the United States. Why does this one matter so much? Do you remember? Let's go back. Let's go back a couple of weeks. What was I pounding on the show day in, day out? The freedom flu. We talked about Southwest Airlines. We talked about American Airlines, right? Every day. What did it mean? They all said, those airlines, and by the way, the CEO of, Air, of American, he's out. He's going to be retiring at the end of the year. He just announced. They were saying that because of the federal mandates put down by Biden, that they had no choice but to comply with Biden. But then who was it? It was the pilots' unions that were fighting back. And we had whistleblowers in terms of the pilots who were coming out and saying that they weren't going to go along with this. Remember, with those pilots, right, with those people who are flying, a lot of them, uh, vast majority of them, are prior military because they have the experience, they have the ability, they have the flight hours to do so. And of course, flight training is not cheap, it's expensive. Anybody um, has gone up and tried to do that. So if you're going through the military, of course, military is paying for you, you're getting paid to do it, and you're getting the experience to do it. So a lot of them tend to be in commercial air travel, 
tend to be prior military. At the same time, it's highly regulated what those pilots are allowed to take. They, you know, they have to be careful with Sudafed. They're not allowed to take aspirin. They're not allowed to drink. Obviously, it goes on and on and on. So you have to have your flight certification and your medical certification. So for guys like that who are at peak performance, it naturally stands to reason that when it came to something like a federally mandated vaccine, they were going to ask questions about that and they wanted to consult with their personal doctors much more so than have to abide by something that was handed down by government and forced on everybody like this. So that is why the judge, and I keep in mind so everyone understands the difference here, the judges put this on hold. That does not mean it has been struck down completely. So what does it mean? They file, you file an emergency injunction, and the emergency injunction is, hey, don't apply this standard right now. That's what just happened. There will be a further hearing where Biden and members of the government go in and state their case. They're going to go in and argue before the judge, as well as you're going to have people who are fighting this, the people who sued. In some cases, it'll be the unions. In some cases, it'll be outside organizations, third parties. And then other people can file in on behalf of that, file their own. It's called amicus briefs in support of that statement. Because here was what it is, folks. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, what Biden did, what President Biden did, is unconstitutional. You cannot mandate something like that on everybody, something that affects the entire population when it comes down to something like this. It's simply not constitutional to do for this president or any president, by the way. If the previous president was in office and was pushing mandates like this, it would also be unconstitutional because that's the law of our land. But interestingly enough, before he was president, that's not what Joe Biden said he would do. Listen to what he said about vaccine mandates when he was president-elect. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. So you get it, right? Even he understood that there was a problem back then with the government mandating it down. But for some reason, a couple months in to his administration, he changed his mind. What was that thing called? I'll tell you. It was called... Afghanistan. Remember, all of these mandates were pushed out. Originally, they were going to talk about more nationwide lockdowns. But then when the vaccine started rolling out, people came to him, his policy advisors came to him. We covered all of this in real time. Then he said, no, we're going to change it. We're not going to do nationwide lockdowns. We're going to do nationwide vaccine mandates. So they changed it. They did the prime time. Well, not really prime time because prime time, look, it's Biden prime time. There's prime time and then there's Biden prime time, right? So they were going to do a prime time uh, national address, but Biden prime time is more like 5 p.m., 5.30, if he's pushing it, if he's got a hot tea, he can push it to 5.45. But, you know, real prime time would be like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Biden prime time is 5 p.m., 5.45 at the very latest. Folks, stand up against medical tyranny. Stand up for freedom. This is a win for the American people. Look, folks, the Christmas season is upon us. In this Christmas season, support your families, support American workers and their families, support the Midwest, support the heartland, support American businesses, support Made in America. That's why I support and I urge you to support MyPillow.com. Go there, use promo code POSO. You've got all sorts of deals. MyPillow.com, promo code POSO. You get it. You support American workers, support American businesses. 
But now we're going to talk about an American business that doesn't support American workers. And who is that? Of course, it's Apple. According to a massive report just released by The Information, Apple CEO Tim Cook reportedly signed a secret $275 billion deal with China in 2016 to skirt challenges with government regulators. What did this mean? This meant that Apple agreed to build, quote, the most advanced manufacturing technologies and invest many billions of dollars in China to build their infrastructure, to build their corporations, to build their economy at the behest of the CCP. So understand what was going on. All the way back in 2016, Tim Cook was double dealing on this. Why does that matter? Because when tariffs, when the policy of tariffs came out throughout the years of the previous administration, the Trump administration, Tim Cook was constantly out there banging the drum against these. It's free trade. It's all, it's just free trade. We just want free trade. That's all we care about. We just care about free trade. Listen to what he said. There's a clip from him in 2018. I talked about trade and the importance of trade and, and how I felt uh, that uh, two countries trading together make the pie larger. And that um, it's true, I think undoubtedly true, that uh, not everyone has been advantaged from that in, in either country. Uh, and we've got to work on that. But I, I, I felt that tariffs were not the right approach there. Look, I've talked about this for years. The collusion isn't between Russia. It's China and it's our top corporations. It's China, Silicon Valley, and Wall Street. The CCP, the 1% of China, and the 1% in the United States, they have formed an unholy alliance. And what is the point? The point is a global slave state where the people in China are the workers, they're the manufacturers, they're paid slave wages, the people in America, you're consumers. You're hooked up to the Zuckerverse, you're downloading your new content, you're downloading your new operating system, you're getting all of that stuff injected directly into your cerebral cortex. Meanwhile, Tim Cook and the CCP and everybody else goes on being rich, but it doesn't matter because you're gonna live in the pod, you're gonna own nothing, and you're gonna be happy because you're gonna be plugged in, plugged in you're gonna be getting your endorphins, you're gonna be getting your yearly booster, right? We're talk they're talking about yearly boosters now. That is the world they want from you. They wanna cut you off from human agency, they wanna cut you off from spirituality, they want to cut you off from what it means to be alive. Is that what you wanna stand for? Listen to this stuff, Tim Cook, behind everyone's back, behind closed doors. In line with China's five-year plan, Apple further committed to grow together with Chinese enterprises to achieve mutual benefits and win-win situations, to help the CCP's IT industries and promote science, technology, education, and yeah, environmental protection in, in China, okay. And in exchange, the CCP agreed to offer necessary support and assistance. Outside of the deal, Apple made other concessions to the CCP to keep business running within the PRC's borders. By early 2015, the CCP's State Bureau of Surveying and Mapping had directed Apple Maps to make the Diaoyu Islands, or Senkaku Islands, which China and Japan both claim, look big even when zoomed out. The regulator said that they would refuse to approve the Apple Watch for inside China if Apple didn't comply. Apple, of course, has complied with everything. 
By the way, Apple also announced a deal with China's largest wind turbine maker. Who is that? The Xinjiang Goldwind Science and Technology Corporation. Wait a minute. The Xinjiang Corporation. Why does Xinjiang sound familiar? Oh, right. That's where the Uyghur concentration camps and the Uyghur slaves are. Do you understand the world they are building? A universal slave state where the workers are kept in slavery, paid by slave wages. The profits go to the 1%. And you, you're just going to be a consumer. You're going to be eating your nutrient paste that's delivered to you via tube. You're going to be getting your booster, also delivered via intravenous. You're going to be plugged into the Zuckerverse, where they control everything. They control your life, your entire cerebral cortex, your memories, your visions. You won't own anything in the real world. In Zucker world, you're going to have palaces and you're going to have mansions. But in the real world, you're going to be a shell of what it means to be a human. They want to cut you off from humanity. They want to cut you off from God. They want to cut you off from what it means to be alive. Well, around here, we say no. And we see your schemes, and we see your agendas, and we're going to do something about it. Alec Baldwin. Did you think we were really done with you? Did you think that you could really just walk away from what you did? That you could just skirt away, shoot someone, kill them, leave them dead on the floor of a movie set, and then walk off, shave your beard, go hang out and act like nothing had happened? And by the way, the DA out there in New Mexico has come out and stated that Alec Baldwin is still under investigation. The entire situation is still under investigation, which means he could still be charged for this. And so there's debate raging now. And Tim Pool's weighed in on this, and I've seen Viva Fry weigh in on this as well online. Andrew Branca, who's a fantastic lawyer when it comes to self-defense and uh, firearm issues, really, really suggests go watching all three of those guys. Their analysis is incredible. Did Alec Baldwin merely commit involuntary manslaughter, or did he actually, in fact, commit murder, right? And think about this. Go back to it. We were told in the first 24 hours what was the first thing, and you saw everyone in the media saying this, repeating it over and over and over and over. Prop gun, prop gun, prop gun, prop gun, prop gun. And you remember thinking, wait a minute, how is it possible that someone could be killed with a prop gun? Shouldn't, surely prop gun sounds like something that couldn't actually fire a live round. You know, maybe something with wadding, maybe something with a blank or a dummy around. How could a prop gun fire this? But you heard it over and over. That, my friends, is what we call regime disinformation operation. They turned on the reality distortion machine and said that over and over and over because they knew that people were paying attention to this thing. So the first story they had to get out, regardless of what the truth was, was the one that a lot of people were gonna remember. Just like when they said Kyle Rittenhouse came, shot three people, and they really made you think, they kept saying Black Lives Matter protesters, Black Lives Matter protesters, BLM protesters. There are millions of people who vote today that even after the trial, even after all the, the uh, exoneration, of Kyle Rittenhouse, they will still believe that he shot black protesters. Just not true, just simply not true. But here's the new thing with Alec Baldwin. He said in his ABC interview with Stephanopoulos, a former uh, President Clinton staffer, that he didn't pull the trigger. But then other people have come out and pointed out that with the antique Colt 45 revolver, 
it's not possible to fire that without pulling the trigger. You have to drop the hammer and then pull the trigger. So here's what other people have been saying. But I want to go back and play two clips. I want to play two clips for you from Alec Baldwin. The first is Alec Baldwin describing what happened, and the second is Alec Baldwin when he was confronted by a reporter from the New York Post just this week. An angle that may not have ended up in the film at all, but we kept doing this, news. so then I said to her, now in this scene, I'm gonna cock the gun. And I said, do you wanna see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not gonna pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun, I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. At the moment, the decisive That was the moment, moment the gun went off, yeah. That was the moment the gun went off. Wait, Mr. Baldwin, I have to ask you, what brings you to New York City? I asked you to leave. Mr. Baldwin, why, who, who's, who's here? I asked you to go away. Please go away. Photograph somebody's private uh, home. This is not, this is not, not anyone's private home. Are you, this is public property. Go away. Stop Who's it. here? Did you really not pull the trigger? Do you believe it went off without you pulling the trigger? Was it a malfunction? Alec Baldwin, there's something that we know about this guy. He flies off the handle. Or to use another phrase, he's easily triggered. And this guy, we know, has used violence when he becomes triggered. So is it that hard to imagine that in a situation like that, when someone's telling him to do something again and again and again, pull it out, draw the gun, pull it out, draw the gun, pull it out, draw the gun, cock the hammer, cock the hammer, cock the hammer, is it so much to believe that in an act of frustration at somebody, he snapped and pulled the trigger? Now, that doesn't mean that he necessarily meant to kill anybody or for someone to die. Thought it would just do a click. I think it's plausible, and I think that we need all footage of this event to be released. The time to get on the lifeboats is right now for social media. If you're on Twitter, what do they just do? They just got rid of Jack Dorsey, they brought in this guy who's super woke, he's pushing new censorship regimes. What does it mean? If you're someone who believes in the truth, if you're someone who believes in freedom, if you're someone who's part of the populist movement, whether you're on the right, the left, conservative, liberal, I don't care. Get on the lifeboats, go to Getter, G-E-T-T-R, sign up today, I'm there every day, great engagement, great conversations, many, many, many less trolls uh, as opposed to Twitter. That's the place you want to go because this is what's coming. The regime is going to swing the ban hammer down. They're going to come for you. They're going to come for me. They're going to come for everyone. So that's why I've established my presence at Getter, and you should establish your account immediately. G-E-T-T-R. I will see you there. The next story that we want to talk about today is the Waukesha massacre suspect. You notice, by the way, that the entire mainstream media has dropped this thing. Jake Tapper doesn't talk about it anymore. In fact, Jake Tapper, I went and checked his Twitter account. He has never even once tweeted about the Waukesha massacre. What does that tell you? Remember what it was. Daryl E. Brooks deliberately drove his SUV through a Christmas parade in America's heartland, killing six people including an eight-year-old boy, and injuring dozens and dozens more. Over 62 people were struck by him. 
New documents and new charges have come down in this case. Take a listen to the local DA. The state has uncovered some intimidation that took place while the defendant was in jail at the Milwaukee County Jail with regards to the underlying domestic violence case. November 2nd, prosecutors say Brooks ran over his longtime girlfriend of 16 years only, identified by her initials with the same SUV in the parade. Between November 5th and 15th, while in jail, and despite a no-contact order from the court, the two spoke on recorded calls several times. During the calls, Brooks threatened her, once saying, quote, you acting like you got so much protection, like you safe, you on my turf, remember that. This DA should be ashamed of himself, he should have resigned two days ago. He should have resigned a month ago. And by the way, he should also be arrested. I do not understand how it is that the Wisconsin Attorney General has not filed charges on this DA yet. It should have been done, and it should have been done within the first minute of him saying, oh, it was an accident. We're so sorry that the person was only given $1,000 bail. Listen to the probable cause statement, because here at Human Events Daily, we have uncovered the actual documents from that original case. Remember, he was locked up, and then he was let go on $1,000 bail. His mom paid it for him. According to the criminal complaint in Milwaukee, in a Milwaukee case on November 2nd, 2021, the defendant got into an argument with his ex-girlfriend, during which the defendant punched her in the face. After punching her in the face, the defendant got into, and I, I'm reading directly from the documents, got into a red Ford Escape, a red Ford Escape, and drove away. As she was walking to a nearby BP gas station, the defendant returned and struck her with the red Ford Escape running her over. As a result of the defendant's actions, his ex-girlfriend suffered a dislocated left femur and a fractured right ankle. As we know, gas stations all have security cameras, security footage. We know she was run over. And they let him out of jail for this. They let him out of jail so he could go and conduct another SUV attack, allegedly. Again, all of this is on video. Arrest every single DA in the country who is doing stuff like this. Human Events Daily is nearing 3 million downloads. 3 million downloads in just three months. That's almost a million per month. Thank you so much. Seriously, thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. Thank you for leaving us your five-star reviews on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Remember, you know what I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna say, folks. You know what I'm gonna say. Share this out with your normie friends. Be the influence agent. Remember, our motto to you: be good, be brief, be gone. Human Events Daily, the bluff, the bottom line up front. But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. Today, in 1993. NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, was signed into law. Today was the day in 1993 that they began to sell out this country, to sell out American families, and sell out American workers. Remember, this was done by policy, and we can change it back and we can get our country back if we undo these policies and we restore the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.